Station, now number one for podcasting. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a uh, Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours. Talking sports with you. Thanks for tuning in here this morning. Uh, BMW Des Moines guest lists. Bottom of the hour, John Bowenkamp will join us. A couple of reasons for John. He covered a lot of Hawkeye baseball. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the Hawks being left out of the tournament. Brody Breck started on, what day was that, Sunday afternoon? I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it was, too. Three-day weekend throws you off. Oh, I love him, though. Good get used to him. I wonder if the world will ever get to a point, not in my working career, but um, you or your kids, that a three-day weekend becomes the norm. I'd sign up for it. I think everybody would, right? right. I think everybody would. But John Bowenkamp will will join us to talk some Hawks. It is also the first unofficial checkpoint of Major League Baseball. He's a huge baseball fan. He roots for the team that may be the best team in baseball, so we'll pick his brain on MLB, on college baseball. And some Hawkeye-related topics coming up here at 10.30. Matt Snyder's with us at 11.05, I beg your pardon, Yeah, from CBSSports.com. He's one of their national uh, Major League Baseball writers. Look forward to our weekly conversation with Matt, but this will be checkpoint number one. So a lot of speculation, a lot of looking back with Matt Snyder to begin the second hour of the program. And then Nick Olson. Put him at 11.30 today as our last of the uh, on the guest list. Just crossing our fingers that there's some A.J. Green news. After all, tomorrow is June the 1st. Oh, it is? Yes. That's so a big day. It is a big day in Cyclones, in A.J. Green's life, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, he's got a decision to make, and uh, apparently he's got to work out with somebody today. As late as today, he's still getting in front of NBA teams. Look, more power to him. That's his dream. He wants to play professional basketball if he thinks he can. And I guess more importantly, if there's a team that thinks he can, why not take that opportunity to at least kick the tires? And we'll see how that goes. And then a decision one way or another we'll know to tomorrow. But we're hoping we may know later on in the program here today. So that's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We will get to uh, Trent's play of the day. And, folks, he was sharing with me before we went on the air the month of May for my partner, TC. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep him. Uh, If he keeps gambling like this, it's time to pack in the career and... Off to Vegas. No, you don't have to go to Vegas. You just no. do it to wherever you're at. But you've had a really good month, all kidding aside. Yeah. Up, uh, what was it, 31 units, I think I said. And, uh, yeah, I had an 8-0 on Sunday. What was mm-hmm. that? The 29th, two days ago. And yeah. this just is, no, I had an 8-0 without actually providing receipts. Yes. Yeah. You did. Yes. I put them up on the Action Network app. You can follow along. Great articles there if you're just a reader. We're not endorsers or anything like that. But they do a really good job. And there's guys in there that I really like, some people that I just blindly follow at times. Mm-hmm. And and with it, you know, baseball was good on Sunday for me. 8-0 overall, had wow. the NBA Game 7. Thank goodness they wiped off that three-pointer Ooh, at the horn. That, that got close. <laughs> yes, it did. And, uh, yeah, just seeing it well right now. You know, we talked, it was about a month ago, as we have our Friday conversations with Mike Palm from Circa. And I, at the time, I was struggling in baseball. 
And he said, narrow your scope. You know, that's kind of the thing that he said, and that's what I've done. I've concentrated on the teams that I watch the most. And with my direct TV package, that is, of course, the Twins, mm-hmm. the Brewers, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Royals, and the Cardinals. And that's really what I've done. I've stayed away from those Phillies-Mets games. And I've stayed away from... <laughs> Should be betting against the Phillies, though. They're bad. <laughs> they're, they're struggling. Uh-huh. But staying away from those games where I just don't have the same, where I'm not watching these pitchers you know, kind of game in and game out, right. and getting a feel, and narrowing the scope. And, and every time you need to kind of recalibrate yourself. And it doesn't matter how good of a gambler you well, are. And it takes discipline, too, because yes. the kids are in bed at 930, and here yeah. comes the first pitch with the A's and the Mariners. And I want to have you're holding your phone. Yes, absolutely. And I want to get on there, and I want to have something going on. And, hey, uh-huh. it's on MLB Network, and I can, I can watch the game, and I can wager. Stay away from that. I, I think it was just one of those good lessons that you learn over the course of when you bet. There's mm-hmm. going to be good streaks. There's going to be bad ones. And we, we talk about the times where I'm not seeing it. And it happens. It doesn't mean you stop. <laughs> no, but no. heaven forbid. God, God. You, you don't, don't back do up, you stack up. Right. Yeah, hey, you don't do that. But figure out, what are you not seeing right? What is it? Are, are you looking at starting pitching differently in baseball? Is it football and you're not handicapping in the same way? Whatever it is, but it's something I think that's a good lesson for everybody out there. doesn't matter how good you are, how bad you are. You're going to have those streaks that are going to happen and just figure out what you're doing. Try to recalibrate. And I did that, and it's been a good month. 21.94 units up. That's, that's really good, Trent. Over the last 30 days. No, that is, that, that's very good. You can make a comfortable living doing yeah. that. All right, so, but you're not going to. You're going to stay here. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, I don't think that would go over I've, well I've, in the family, right? Uh, Tara, made a, I've decided it's time. I've given it up. Yeah. I'm just going to bet. Right. Uh-huh, and you're going to do it from an apartment over on Grand. You're not right. going to be doing it from our house anymore. Right. Where can we send these papers? Right, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so did you have a good weekend other than that? Yeah, got uh, got the pools out for the kids. We're getting ready. Got Ella's birthday party next week, so did that. You know, it wasn't anything wild for Memorial Day. We mm-hmm. uh, took a drive-by cemetery. It's not incredible, Trent. It's, oh. one of my, it's one of the things that when I first moved here and it dawned on me, that it's Memorial Day and what this means. Mm-hmm. It's, and I've been struck by it ever since. Yeah. Struck by every single year just seeing how um, you Americans decorate the uh, the cemeteries with a flag. It's just remar- it's remarkable. It really is. Jokes you up. It really does. And thinking about the sacrifice that people have made for what we have here. And, yeah, things are very divisive inside of our country right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, <laughs> but when you look big picture and you uh-huh. realize what we have here and just how great that it is uh-huh. and those kind of moments that you think back upon and, Family members, remembering them that were in the service, family members that are still with us but you know, went through it and didn't pay the ultimate sacrifice but are still military people, celebrating them and celebrating their lives and the people that did it at the biggest level. It's just something that every single year certainly hits me mm-hmm. and it's it's good to have those kind of memories and remember why exactly you get that three-day weekend. No question about it. The, my only question is um, happy Memorial Day. Is it? Yeah, right. The same thing with happy Veterans Memorial Day. Day. I, I joke, my cousin me really tight, and he was he's a veteran and actually still in active military, and we can't, between him and I, joke about it. Well, right. it's not really happy, Veterans no. Day, when Veterans Day comes right. around, and I always send him a message every morning. It's the first thing I do mm-hmm. every Veterans Day, but yeah, we, we go back November and November 11th, right? Yes. It's, it's remember, not happy. It's Remembrance not, Day where, where I grew up. Yeah. Right. And you wear the poppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that. Yeah, the Major League Baseball, everybody yeah, had a poppy yesterday. That was great. It was. And because that yeah. was, that used to be such a big thing. And it feels like it's dissipated throughout mm-hmm. the years. And maybe it's just memories are getting older or whatever it is. But yeah, seeing that, I popped right away. The first game I was watching was the Twins yesterday. Was and, it? And see them out there and see that. And I'm like, 
That was a good idea. Yeah. Baseball, not always full of good ideas. Nope. That was a good one. Nope. It, uh, it absolutely was. So uh, we are, let's get back and uh, let's kind of get to the, I guess the focal point of the of the week ahead will be clearly the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NHL is down to their final four teams. We'll have conference championships and certainly looking forward to that as we're going to have uh, and, you know two of the best players in the world on display tonight as the Western Conference Final will begin. Connor McDavid for the Oilers and Nathan McKinnon for for the Avs, and they've certainly got help. But the but the NBA, let's let's start there, and then we'll we'll move around to baseball a little bit before we get Bowen Camp and Matt Snyder in here. What do you expect from this final? Do you think we're going to be entertained? Well, well let, me put, let me put it this way: Do you can you make a case that this is a, is a quick series? I can't because of the defense for both teams, and and that's where I am too. You know, I've I've heard plenty of people believe that this is going to be a five gamer. That just Boston doesn't have enough, and see, I don't see it that. What way. you see in Game Seven, it's it's the defense, and we've right. talked about that so much. And not that the Warriors don't play defense, because right. Draymond Green is as good as there is. But Clay Thompson, not the same guy. All right, Steph, he's mm, lost a quarter of a maybe, step. yeah, and now he's got Marcus Smart on him. Mm, yeah, that's a little bit scary. Uh huh. And going through that, and and that's what I think we're going to see. We are going to see a great defensive series out of Boston now. They need Robert Williams. What he gave them in Game 7 was putrid. Mm -hmm. He was bad. Mm -hmm. Ty should have been out there playing in front of him. He was struggling that bad. If they're going to win the series, I think Robert Williams is going to have to be Uh out there and be impactful for a game or two for that to happen, for them to swing a game and do that. But with Tatum, Tatum can win a game himself. He can can probably win two. Look at Al Horford's won games in these playoffs. Jalen Brown, Uh the way that he continues to ascend. He can win a game for them. But I don't see the blowout narrative that some people are trying to paint right now in this series. Maybe it's because the um you know the the, the Celtics were so bad. I mean, heading when the calendar turned from twenty one to twenty two, this team was they didn't have a prayer. Under five hundred. They were under five hundred. I think were they two hundred to one at that point? Is that right? I think I saw that the Wow. And, and it might have been um uh, Jeff Benson and Circa tweeted that, that they were just a huge price. This team wasn't supposed to be where they're at right now, but here they are. Yudoka's mm-hmm. done a terrific job with this team. Um, I think maybe it's because we look at Golden State and we see that this is the sixth time in the last eight years that they're playing for a championship, and it's for the most part the same cast of characters, mm-hmm. right? The big three. Uh, there's been other parts come and go, obviously one big one to Brooklyn. Um, but I think maybe that has... Part of the reasoning why oh, this, this thing's going to stink. Right. This is four or five games. All over. I don't see it that way. I'm In right fact, I can you. make a case Boston could win. I think I'm right there with you. Yes, absolutely. And I mentioned a couple of the reasons because of the individual mm-hmm. talent that they have. As good of a defense as we've seen in the NBA in how yep. long? I mean, just the way that this team mm-hmm. can play Did you think down. Marcus Smart, when you watched him play at Oklahoma State, do you think here's a guy's going to have a really big impact when he gets to the league? No, I thought I he was a neither. He was a piece. Yes, I thought he'd have a career. Mm-hmm. That was it, right? Mm-hmm. Biggest memory of him at Oklahoma State was the flopping. Go, well, and going after the guy at was that Texas Tech? I don't remember that. Yeah, there was a <laughs> fan, yeah, that he went after. <laughs> just, oh, I vaguely remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that. I mean, those are the memories of Mark, NBA defensive player of the year. No chance. No, but he he was a flopper. No, absolutely. I mean, he was yeah. terrible. It pissed me off the way he flopped uh, when he was in college. But man, he's he's found his game, and um, he's making a lot of money for finding it too. Yeah. And now his team is in the final. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Now TNT's done, right? Yes, that's too bad. Yeah, that's such a good 
pre halftime and post game show. Those guys are so good. ESPN is just it's not even close. No. And Breen's excellent. Yeah, no, the the play by play, Van Gundy's really good. Mm-hmm. Um Jackson's okay um um okay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I think he's terrible. Do you? I, just, I like Van Gundy a lot. I do, too. I like Van Gundy. I wish it was just him and Breen. And Breen's on the COVID list. It was, uh, who was it filled in the other, oh, the Canadian guy, uh, Mark, uh, what's his name? Mark, uh, Mark Jones. Mark Jones, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, I he didn't realize in. he was Canadian. Yeah, yes. Yeah. In fact, I think, I still live there when he started, because I remember him on what our ESPN is called, TSN. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember him starting on TSN. I see TSN all the time during Canadian football. When we get to July, which is no, we get to June. It's next June, week. What? I th- it's either is it this week? It's coming it's up this oh, week or next week. That the leagues. So Claxons will have a. Uh, uh, <laughs> you love throwing the Canadian cat. football. Hell in there. yes, absolutely. <laughs> watch a little football. I hope ESPN is going to televise. Hey, you know what it does? It gives you something to watch, right? right. Yeah. If you're if something you're, else to flip around, yeah. and baseball games aren't watch very good. Once hockey's done, once yeah. NBA is good is, is done. Watch a little CFL. All right, so the hockey tonight. Do you have an opinion on uh, on any of these games on uh, either series? Tampa Bay, who's been, I mean, they're the back to back defending champs. They're home waiting mm-hmm. uh, as they just crushed Florida, the best team in the NHL record wise, to get to this point. They'll take on a Rangers team who's played Game Seven again, um, so they won't be rested. And then um, the Avs and the Oilers are going to collide in Game One tonight in the Western Conference. Series prices here. Well, I, I'm looking. No, I'm. I have not. I've not seen them. Okay. So, um, look, uh, the Avs are a favorite yes. for sure. Yep. How big of a favorite? The way McDavid is playing right now, not as big a favorite as I would have thought. And he's not. He's not by himself. Leon Drysaddle is a phenomenal player. Um, Avs are favored. Minus one eighty. Got to go higher. Minus two forty. Wow. So you get the Oilers a plus 205, and that's what caught my eye. Mm-hmm. 205, I like this Oilers team, and I watched a lot of them in that Flame series. I mean, uh-huh. I mentioned it when he got back on Friday. You were gone at the worst possible time because right. the NBA stunk, yeah. and I watched a ton of hockey, but it's difficult for me to put kind of the references together and kind of doing solo hockey talk. I need you around to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I ended up watching a lot of Oilers. You mentioned McDavid and just how ridiculous he is. But mm-hmm. plus 205? I think I'm going to take a shot here. Are on you? The Oilers. Yeah. Uh, I already got a Colorado future, too. Yes, you so do. So it's kind of a hedging. Mm-hmm. It's more more than anything that I'm going to mm-hmm. do. But yeah, at that price, better than two to one. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on the Oilers. What about the Eastern Conference? Tampa Bay. We I, we brought this up with Mike Palm on Friday. I thought Tampa Bay would be an overwhelming favorite. He didn't think that they would be. Uh, the fact that um, the, the Rangers have home ice advantage. They do. Uh, Tampa Bay's favored, but maybe not significantly. They are significantly. Are they? Minus 180. Well, and this is at Circa right now. Tampa minus 180. The Rangers plus 155. I think I would take the Rangers. At that price. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where I am. Right. Now, I don't like the fact that Tampa's had a bunch of times to lick their wound. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't played in over a week. Right. Um, but what you're going to see in this series, whereas the Western Conference, none of the goalies stand out. Mm-hmm. Both of the goalies in the East are as best are the two best in the game for my money. So Shazerkin for the Rangers and Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay. We hear it doesn't matter the sport, the rest versus rust argument. Mm-hmm. And baseball, we get into this a lot. We're going to hear it a lot more, obviously, with two teams now getting a bye right. with the new structure. Yeah, because that's over a week they're going to get off, right? How does that play in hockey? Is is it a better argument? Is it a worse argument? I think because of injuries. I mean, you still go hard. You probably have one hard practice. Um, 
I don't know, Trent. I, I mean, Tampa's been there, done that. Mm-hmm. They're a veteran team, and they're going to be a tough out. I didn't think that they could win back-to-back-to-back cups, and that's why I didn't buy a single ticket on them. Mm-hmm. And now here they are um, with a really good chance. But I would take the Rangers with plus a buck fifty-five if I had to play that series. So we're both kind of leading it towards yeah. the underdogs, at least because well, of no, the so I can't. I can't go with you on Edmonton. I do like the Colorado's price. so good. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. The Blues hung some, around, though. They yeah, made that a better look, series than I anticipated. I'm with you. St. Louis is a uh, is, is a really good hockey club. All right, you and I, let's spend, because we're going to do this with Bone Camp and then again with Matt Snyder. Pick a story in baseball for the first, at the first checkpoint. Um, well, maybe one of the, well, I'll just ask you, what's the biggest story? You can either pick a positive, pick a negative. I think it's the Angels. And I think the fact the, that they're looking like they maybe finally we're going to see Trout and Elkani right. in the playoffs. I think that is for a national scope when you're looking at it that direction and just you know hearing people talk about, hey, got to see Otani. Hey, mm-hmm. when are they coming to town? It doesn't matter what you're a fan of, but when are they coming to the Midwest? When are they going to be here and seeing Otani? And now you got Trout back being the Trout after the injury plague season that he had a year ago, and for the health of the sport and for it's such a regionalized sport. You need that national star. You need mm-hmm. that unicorn. And that's what certainly Otani is. No, I think both of them. And, and Trout yep. playing at this level and continuing to put up the monster war numbers year after year, mm-hmm. putting himself in MVP consideration when they're 73 and 89. And just those kind of things. I think when you look at it in a big picture, they finally have a team that looks like they're going to be there. And I think that's the one that I look at in the big scope. The other way, and maybe taking it to the National League side, is the Mets. Yeah, they go out and spend. I know they do everything that Mets fans have been, and they're doing for. it without the best pitcher in the game, right? And what they still could be uh-huh. when you look at the future, you look at what that top end of the rotation could be. You get Degrom and Scherzer. Well, they and got just, a manager, and they have a manager. Right. You put all those things together, and again, another kind of national product, if you will, the Mets and. So many people my age are Mets fans because of the mid '80s teams sure. and everything else. So, boy, oh boy, they were I, so good. I, I think that is if I kind of separated it by league, those would be the two storylines on a national scope that I'd kind of trend towards. Uh, how much longer does Mike Matheny have in Kansas City? Trent, they're the worst team in the American League. They're tied for the worst team in Major League Baseball record-wise. This was supposed to be a year. We've seen them take a couple of baby steps, right? Not yeah. significant, but the, the, but the arrows seem to be trending in an upwards position. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. They are. They're awful. Um, he can't survive much longer, can he? Does he make July 4th? I wouldn't Does think he so. make the All-Star break? Or, but what does that do? Well, that's true. You know, with, with a young team, what, yeah. what does that do? And are they happy with development? Are they happy with what's happening there? And, and they spent a little bit. They re-signed Sal. They went out and got Ben Attendi. The young guys are coming up. I thought we've seen some good things out of Bobby Witt Jr. No, he's going to be a hell of a player. But the rotation's been a disaster. Yep. Is it? And now Granky got hurt. Window dressing where um, fire the pitching coach. Do you yeah. that direction? That would be something to look at. But I was with you. I thought the Royals were going to take a step mm-hmm. forward, and I thought they were going to flirt with 500 I this thought year. Detroit in that division was going to yeah. do the same thing. And they've been a disaster, right. too. Right? The Twins are not running away with it, but no. they're... 29 up and 20 down, the White Sox, and they'll head to Toronto, and now Tim Anderson is out, and they got a couple of guys that couldn't get across the border. Although Cease wasn't scheduled to pitch. Right. Uh, he's having a hell of a year. He's I mean, been... Dylan Cease is having a hell of a year. And how long have we been waiting for Dylan Cease to put it together? Well, we saw little glimpses, right? Yeah. And then, then you see enough. the disaster. Right. And then you see the two and two-thirds, yep. giving up eight earned, mm-hmm. and what happened to that guy? He's figured out how to pitch. The who talent's is, always been there. Who is the uh, the best team in baseball? Is it the Dodgers or can you make a case for the Yankees? 
I still think it's the Dodgers. I think so, too. You just look at the depth and, and you look at the way that team is. But if we continue to see the Yankees just getting big-time starts out of guys like what, the Cortez dude, where'd this come really from? really good. <laughs> where, where does this he had a, no. What did he take a no-hitter the last in the eighth, a couple of weeks ago? A, a lefty, 27 years old. Yeah. And here he is, uh-huh. just absolutely dominating. How how do things like that happen right. in baseball? I, I'd never understand it. And that's another team. Severino, he's still got something left, mm-hmm. right? You know Garrett Cole, mm-hmm. what he's ultimately going to be, and just on and on and on. I think you can make an argument, but I'd still go back to the Dodgers. Yeah, I, Top to bottom, one through nine, rotation, bullpen. What about Trevor Bauer? What's going to happen there? I think they're just going to cut bait. Yeah, They're going to pay him. Just, um, just designate him for assignment, pay him. I don't know. Does another team take a chance? Probably. I mean, the Browns took a chance on Deshaun Watson. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a fair point. Speaking of uh, designated for assignment, what's going on with the White Sox there? And making the decision, what was that, on Saturday? Oh, yeah, with Dallas Keuchel. With Keuchel. He's just been bad. Still, he's two years removed Mm -hmm. from being, what, in the top five of the Cy Young? He was. Yep. is he a pain in the butt? Well, apparently, and Cappy alluded to that. We'll ha- we'll ask Cap that question tomorrow when he joins us. Um, that apparently he's he's not a locker room guy. Yeah, that that's a big part of it. But it's the fact that when you're well, pitching well, you can get away with it. That's exactly kind of what he said. <laughs> yeah, when when you're putting up good numbers, uh-huh. those things kind of get overlooked. But uh, that's maybe one of the reasons uh, behind it here. So also saw Eloy Jimenez was shut down. Yeah, got him again. He's they set back again. Terrible. No, he is so fun one. to watch. Another one. Uh, so did you, uh, speaking of baseball, let's finish up with, with the Hawks, with John Bonegamp. Did you mm-hmm. see any of the broadcast on Sunday? I think it was 1 o'clock first pitch. Um, yeah, it was in and out of the, the broadcast. Watch pretty what? much the whole, the one the night before against did Michigan. You? Yeah, basically watch that one start to finish. And Roddy Breck was not good. No. and He, he didn't get out of the first inning. doesn't have control. No, he doesn't. So you've seen him whole, a whole lot more than me. Yeah. Has this been an issue? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you look at his numbers and the strikeout numbers are always incredible. And the walk numbers, I mean, that's how he get beat in high school mm-hmm. is he walk guys and one hit and all of a sudden mm-hmm. a couple runs come in and they lose two to one. I mean, that's, that was kind of what happened to him throughout <laughs> his career. And they've worked and they're going to continue to work. And somebody's going to take a shot here in a couple of years yeah. when he's draft eligible. But he's got that. Boy, if he can never harness a trick. Well, and the question is, why football? Right, exactly. We've been saying that forever. You're not going to be an NFL football player. No, you've got a chance to be a major league pitcher. But, again, it's tough. How can you tell a kid, no, forget those dreams. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me, a perfect stranger. <laughs> I, you need to hear what I have to say. Yes. Uh, to hell with your dreams. Uh, but but we'll see. So And they need them at wide receiver. They do. Because they don't got many left. They don't. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, Um I settled in. I was so pumped to watch yeah. him on Sunday afternoon. It just didn't go well. So the kid that got tossed, I mean, obviously it's a big deal because mm-hmm. it was against Iowa, and Iowa needed that game if they had any hope of hearing their name called yesterday On the, um, as far as uh, being tournament-bound. Like, you can't forfeit the game. <laughs> right. I saw so much uh, forfeit the game. Um, That's the not kids, the way it works. No. Now, again, this is a – there's very little – risk for what he did. Yeah. Although I read today he was suspended for the next four games. Mm-hmm. He did get a four-game suspension. But it was clear as mud. And, and good for the Big Ten Network. They actually showed 
And I, they didn't do it. They didn't know what they had at the time, but I think they realized a couple of the kids on the in the Hawkeye dugout, yeah, noticed what was going on and started to get the coach's attention. Mm-hmm. And then the very next pitch, when he turns toward the center field camera, and he's taking in his glove and yep. he's making sure he's got the, got, got a little goop on there, got a little bit of goop on there. And out comes Heller, and we see the uh, we we see what transpired after that. But it was great that the uh, actual the, the the kids in the dugout mm-hmm. were the ones that, and, and maybe it was they just come from the batter's box. I don't know, but they'd seen that uh, this kid's got some incredible movement, and he's got a little bit something going on here. I saw a camera angle where I think it was part of the pitching staff guys that weren't available for the day that saw it. Oh, is that where yeah. who it was? Okay. It was it was a group, and and you see them. They're yeah, because the the, they were, had jackets. Oh, yes. 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 So maybe it was pitchers. That's a good point, Trent. And they turn and they go to Heller. Yeah. And they and you can see like a, a just it's just a glimpse, but right. it, the conversation was starting like three of them. Like, he just did it again. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, let's go over. Let's go tell Coach mm-hmm. right there." Mm-hmm. This is a little lesson. You got kids who want to be engaged. You want to be engaged. Yeah. In. Does this happen at the high school level? Mm. Does this happen? College baseball guys are so locked in. I mean mm-hmm. that. The, Seeing the selection show yesterday and seeing the Grand Canyon kids, just how crazy they were going in the locker room after their name was announced, and just the excitement of that. Baseball, collegiate baseball is just so different. And I, I love the the spreading off the field after the, <laughs> the get the out and the emotion that you see in college baseball. I know it's not huge here. I don't think it'll ever be huge here. Right. But, but it is a really, really fun sport to watch because you kind of get all the pieces of baseball that maybe you grew up loving. Mm-hmm that you don't see every day in Major League Baseball, that you don't see all the time at the professional level. With the exception of the ping. <laughs> right, yeah. I like the ping. Do you? I grew up with the ping, yeah. so that maybe that's why I, the ping doesn't bother me very much. But to see the engagement, I, I, that was my biggest takeaway from that moment. Yeah, it sucked. All right, guys cheating, whatever. <laughs> right. It happens. You, know, you can't forfeit the game. Right. <laughs> I mean, what is it, nail file coming out of the back or the sandpaper yes. coming out of Phil Negro's back? Yeah. As he's tried to toss yeah. it to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Cheating has always been a part of baseball. Sure. It's a huge, huge part of it. That, yeah. But you caught him. They got him. Exactly. And, and it was 4 1 at the time. Mm-hmm. Now it got worse. It got worse. Right. It got worse. But yeah, to, to see that, that was kind of my biggest takeaway, just seeing the involvement of the guys on the bench that saw that alerted it. It was great. And then they got it right. Yep, they did get it right. All right. Uh, it's uh, just so it's 27 minutes after 10. The um, $1,000 home run deal it's over yes uh, so there were the keywords that is on mothballs i anticipate that'll come back at some point usually in the fall mm-hmm. i think there's about what four times a year this promotion's been going on so mm-hmm. we're not privy to those details behind the scenes but uh, we do know one thing it is over for now i got some news for you what do you got jerry judy the charges have been Saw dropped that. yes look it seemed pretty flimsy at the time but you obviously it's it's a domestic dispute and mm-hmm. um so so good. Yeah. I mean, good for that there was nothing there, and then good that on the other side of the coin that he's going to be able to, you know, continue uh, without the discipline of the NFL coming down on his shoulders, which it should, mm-hmm. by the way, if there would have been something there. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. John Bowenkamp is going to join us. We'll get his take on baseball, uh, both collegiately and a little MLB. Uh, what are we waiting for with anything Hawkwise? Keegan's. Chris coming Chris, back. Keegan's done. Chris he's is... Got a day. Got a day. He's got a day. We will find out the news tomorrow. What have you heard on Keegan as far as... Are the Pacers seemingly zeroing in on him? Yeah, I th- I think those five and six spots... Appeal- Pistons yes. or... 
Pacers make a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. there. The way that he is, what they're looking for, I think those are the two spots that make a whole lot of sense. But it's the draft, and anything can happen. He's not going to. I don't see him being a guy that plummets, though. No, I don't either. I couldn't I see him either. being in the green room and be one of those draft No, things. he's not going to no. be sitting there. Right. right. And all of a sudden we get into the late teens and he's, mm. no, I, I just can't envision he's that. He's Aaron Rodgers and he's still there into right. the 20s. We'll take a time out. It's uh, about 1030 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Kicks off hour number two. Nick Osun, CycloneAlert.com on Iowa State at about 11.30. Trent's play of the day before we get out of here just before noon. But right now he's John Bowenkamp, AP, Hawkeye Nation, et cetera, et cetera. And he joins us. Hello, John, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Doing pretty well. You know, let's start with the Hawkeye baseballers, if you will. You spent a lot of sure. uh, a lot of spring slash early summer days, Dwayne Banks, while watching the team, covering the team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did they deserve to get in, John? It seems like they, there was a lot of teams maybe that, uh, if you were listing snubs, that maybe would be uh, bigger snubs than the Hawks were. Is that fair to say, or did you legitimately yeah. think they should have got in? I mean, I thought they should have got in, but I, I mean, I, I mean, the Rutgers one was the one that really kind of surprised me, and you know, just the way that Maryland was seeded because I thought that was a really good Maryland team. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I thought they should have gotten in. I mean, when you, when you look at at what they had done in Big Ten play, which I, I think is should be really important to a selection committee, no matter what sport it is, whether you know men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, whatever that. You know, when you have the success that you have in your league, you should get. I, I, I just think you should get better consideration than what they got. And you know, I mean, again, if you know, if they would have made it to the championship game on on Sunday night, does that help their case? I don't think it would have mm-hmm. because I mean, if you go, if you look at when they were talking about first four out, I mean, it just didn't even seem like they were in the conversation. So yeah, there were some some bigger snubs than them, but I thought they should have been in. I thought I thought the way they played all year, I thought they'd build enough of a resume that they could have gotten in. RPI uh, finished at 60, at least is what I see here. Warren Nolan, Maryland, they were 9. Rutgers, 42. Of course, uh, Where was NC State? Because apparently they're another team that felt that they should have. Uh, I, I don't have them okay. up. Okay, they're in the AC. I just have the Big Ten ones gotcha. up right now. But, you know, it's... Big Ten baseball, for all intents and purposes, I mean, it's like a mid-major, right? It's almost like right. the old MVC in basketball was when you're kind of looking at them comparison. But in a sport that you're trying to continue to build and grow, when you just continue to hand out more and more bids to more and more teams from the South, it just it seems short-sighted. In a sport that still has, I think, a lot of growth potential, don't you want the Big Ten to have teams in there? Oh, exactly. And I mean, and I mean you're right, because... It, it is a sport that I think where where the the you know everything is kind of tilted towards the south and to some extent to the west. I mean, to some extent to, to the Arizona schools and whatever. I mean, the warm weather schools, I guess, is the best mm-hmm. way to put it. And I and I think that they just they don't look at the Big Ten as being a good base. And it is a good baseball league. It's it's, it's put guys in the major leagues. It's, it's 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 you know. I mean, if if you I've watched a lot of those games. It's very good baseball, and I mean, you know, and and you look at, and I think in some ways, you know, 
I think in some ways, you think about the Missouri Valley Conference, I think may even have a little better reputation than the Big Ten in baseball mm-hmm. just because of the schools that play down you know, in, in that area where everybody seems to think that's where college baseball is, is the most important. So, yeah, I, I do think the Big Ten gets a bad rep in part of it, and it's just because of the cold weather and whatever else. But I still think you see really good baseball in this league. Uh, John, uh, Sunday comes, uh, settled into my chair. I was so pumped up to watch Brody Brecht. I don't think I'd ever watched him pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I read your stuff about him when he's coming in. People are, people are sticking around Dwayne Banksfield just in case he gets in late in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So, so just, just a bad day. What did, what did you see um, out, out of him on Sunday when he was asked to start, opposed to what you witnessed uh, throughout the season? You know, I, I mean, I, I think it was kind of a microcosm of, of how his season has gone. And, and I think back to, and I wrote about this a while back, you know, the inning he had in, in one of the games that I covered, I can't remember which one, it might have been the Purdue game, comes in, gets the first two strikeouts, then gives up a double, probably should have been out of the inning. Then the guy scores on two wild pitches, then he walks the guy. I mean, he just, he has to become more consistent. And I think you saw that the other day, if, if you could have gotten a consistent, you know, first few batters from him, maybe he sticks around and gives them four innings, five innings, which is what I think they were hoping for. But he just he just is not hasn't been consistent all year and I and that's something that I think he really has to improve on in the off season for him to be a big part of this team because I mean if you look at his stuff, you know, one game I came in, first pitch he throws is a hundred mile an hour fastball. That that stuff isn't you know, that 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 is something that's very special for him now it's just a matter of commanding it and being consistent well the best way to get that consistency is to devote all your time on baseball he's Mm -hmm. getting ready to play football and will that change how important is he and do you see him being a big 10 wide receiver i know there's questions about that does he have the kind of speed to be a wide receiver at the big 10 level how does this play out in your mind I think he has the size to do it, but, but I mean, right. the one thing that, that I that I think that that you really have to think about is he is there on a football scholarship, and you know, baseball is getting a hundred mile per hour fastball for free, <laughs> and and so I think they're going to be more than happy. You know, I mean, at some point he is going to have to make that choice, and I and I do think that that that's you know, a lot of people have said that, but for right now. I, I'm still kind of holding out on football with him because he missed a lot of last fall. Um, now he's going to get, and he didn't get to practice with him in the summertime. Now he's going to get to practice this summer while still playing baseball. You know, he's been playing the prospect league at Clinton mm-hmm. where you don't have to be there every night so he can do both and then kind of do things. And, and so I, I think we're going to know a lot more about his growth in whatever sport next year. We're going to see what he is in football this fall, and then we're going to see how that develops. Now he's going to develop then with baseball next summer. We're going to enter next spring. We're going to see. I think this next year is going to be very critical in his future path, one way or the other. And it's not like the Hawkeyes couldn't use an extra body in the wide receiver room, right? I yeah. mean, there's there's plenty of room. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, and and so so I think he's going to get an opportunity. And a lot and a lot, you know. Let's like I said, let's see how much he grows this summer. Let's see how much he. He has learned, you know, and just what he's been able to do in, the, in this year with this team. Let's see where he's at. Because I still think with his size and his ability, I think he can be a part of this offense. It's just a matter of how much he can grow in this offseason. John Bowenkamp joining us as we're talking Hawkeyes with him. John, of course, the big news last week in Iowa football, the decision by Charlie Jones 
to depart. Rumors are that Purdue will be ultimately his destination, but a guy goes through spring practice, Big Ten returner of the year, was going to get certainly some reps at wide receiver. What's your takeaway from that news last week? You know, it, it didn't surprise me. I mean, I think because, I mean, when, when we talked to him, and I know some other people have written about this, that he said, you know, he, he, I mean, he really wants to get to that next level. He's got to have more wide receiver reps. Right. He's got to be able to do some things. And, and I don't know how much he would, I mean, I don't, wherever he's going, he's going to get a lot more than what he would have gotten in Iowa. And so I think for him, this was a future decision. Okay, I need to go, you know, I need to go here because I'm going to get a lot more playing time. This is a different offense, that sort of thing. I, I think that's basically what it comes down to. And I think, you know, when, when he got done with the spring, he just realized, okay, I need to go somewhere else to do this. The quarterback play into things? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 think that's, I think that's part of it because right now, A, we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I think that competition is going to go, you know, into August. Um, B, it's two quarterbacks who have been very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. One, one, one who's had more playing time than the other, but they're both inconsistent. That can play into your mind, too. Yeah. If, you're, if you have one year left to play and you want to get to the next club, Fair point. Uh, you want to do MLB trends? So, so let's go to Major League Baseball, John. It's, uh, it's you know the first checkpoint, if you will, on the long Major League Baseball season. We're about a quarter of the way through. Uh, at the top of the, well, the National League is is really three teams right now that are separating themselves. Although maybe you shouldn't say that because the Cardinals are hanging around. Let's start in the National League. Uh, Kimbrel blew a save last night. Again, um, it's one at least so far. Your thoughts on on the National League? Are the Mets for real in your mind? I keep waiting for everybody to get hurt for them because that's <laughs> always their trend. Um, you know, and and so I keep waiting for that to happen. That that, that there's going to be key guys because they always run into bad luck at some point. Um, you know, I I think the Brewers are. I mean, let's face it; it's number one, and then there's the you know yeah. that next step. Yeah, yep. exactly. But and, and and to be honest with you, and I know I always you know over I I always talk about the Dodgers, but I will say this about them: they have the best record in baseball, and they haven't played their best baseball yet. You've got closer issues, like you said, with Craig Kimbrell because he hasn't been sharp all year. Right. Um, Max Muncy's been hurt. Cody Bellinger went out last night with injury. Um, you know, Mookie Betts had a really slow start. Now he's playing like the best player in baseball. Um, but they still haven't played their best baseball yet. So, um, you know, I'll be, I'll be curious to see how this next few weeks play out with a lot of these teams because I think you're going to start seeing some of these teams that have played well, their, their flaws are going to start to come out, I think. What can you tell us about Trevor Bauer? What's going to happen as he's going through the arbitration process right now, trying to get back into the game? What have you read? What do you know about Trevor Bauer? And if he is cleared and an eligible return, will it be in a Dodger uniform? No, I mean that. That's I think that's pretty clear. I, I mean, I, I just don't see them. I, I just don't, I don't see how you can bring him back if if he wins his appeal. But, I mean, that's why, I, I mean, they've just been relatively silent about all this because it's like, look, as long as he's suspended now, they don't have to pay him, you know. And so I, I think that, you know, if something would happen that he gets that appeal overturned, um, does he come I You know, I mean, does he pitch somewhere? Maybe, but I don't think he pitches in that way. Yeah, I, I really I'm, don't think he pitches in that way. No, I don't think so either, John. I think they'll designate him before assignment and, 
You know, if somebody's mm-hmm. pitching starved and they think they got a chance to make a run to, uh, bef- uh, before the uh, the deadline when you can add to the roster, I think that's the only way. But but I'm with you. I think he's probably run his course. So, John, one more on the National League before we switch to the American League. Get your thoughts mm-hmm. there. Might the second best team in the National League not be a division leader at this point? Might it be the Padres? I mean, they're going to get Fernando Tatis back at some point. Th- this this is a team to me that uh, they scare me a little bit. What about you? Well, I mean, okay, I'll speak objectively on this again, but I will say this about them, and again, it goes back to you know the doubts I have about the Mets. I have doubts about the Padres because of the way that this whole team absolutely collapsed last year. In they August. did, and and I mean, they basically quit in July and August, and 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 it ended up getting their manager fired and all that. So again, you it, there's 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 got to be some. I have to see something from them, and it's not just the. Uh, the two months, the three months, or whatever, and whenever they play the Dodgers, it's like Game 7 of the World Series. I want to see a consistent year out of them. Because, like I said, last year they had all the pieces in place and made some trades, made some deals at the deadline, thought they had it, and then just absolutely fell apart. And, you know, internally and on the field. And so it's like, again, you want to wait and see what happens with those teams, with a team like that, just because you just don't know. We get Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series. You scared of the Yankees? No, <laughs> I, I'm not scared of any. You know that, so they'll be fine. So <laughs> um, either way, I, I mean, like I said, they haven't played their best baseball yet, and that's what I. A friend of mine's a big fan, and, and he texted me this morning about Kimbrel, and I'm like, they got the best record in baseball, and they haven't even played their, anywhere close to their best baseball yet. So they'll be fine. You know who I think is going to be a pain in the you-know-what? And, and you hate them because they cheat, but you got to kind of give them a little bit of respect because they just, they're just they there every year. These Astros, they yeah. just won't go away. They just won't yeah. go away. I mean, they, I mean, they add, I mean, when you think about the cheaters stuff, there aren't a lot of those guys left. That's true. That a couple, but and, yeah. And yep. And they're still winning, and they're still, you know, and all that. And, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I want to be curious. The one team I think that, that kind of intrigues me is the Angels, just because of Trout and Otani and what can they do, you know, when you get when you get into August and all that. Can they maybe be a serious contender? I don't know, you know. So, Good stuff. John Bowenkamp, love talking baseball with you. Thank you for doing this for us. Uh, we'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thank you, John. No, no problem. Thanks. Yep, good, yep. yep, good to talk to you. John Bowenkamp. We catch up on John. Who's the face of baseball? Mike Trout. You think he is? Yeah. You don't think it's his teammate? Worldwide appeal? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's a huge component of it, too. Mm-hmm. But even Mike Trout, I mean... No, it's a, great, it's a great debate. You line him up, do you know who Mike Trout is? Maybe he's Aaron Judge, just because... He's, he's six, six foot seven right. or nine or whatever he is. I think it's one of the Angels. I think it was Mike Trout, but I think Otani's kind of... Taking that mantle away from him, just the worldwide, right? When you bring that, and the fact that he does not something that nobody's done since old Babe Ruth, (laughs) (laughs) the most recognizable, yeah. I think it's Judge. Do you? Just because he's a behemoth, Mm -hmm. and he's got the big gap in his Mm -hmm. teeth, and he just he's what is about New York athletes and their big gap? He plays for the Yankees. Strahan with the Giants and. And Aaron Judge. We'll take a time out. It's 10 minutes before 11. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.com. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Final couple of minutes of the first hour 
of our program. You know, thinking back to our conversation with John about Brody Breck, when you did Ankeny Hawks mm-hmm. games, uh, when you think about their championship season with Brecht and with Bruce, who had a bigger impact? I mean, would 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 uh, the Hawks have gotten to where they got to if Arlen Bruce's suspension wouldn't have been overturned? I don't think I'm so. I'm not talking suspension. Remember those freaking days? My no, God, yeah. what an awful time in everybody's life. Had that, had the Rubley kid over a valley. Yeah, right. Is that never, the kid from Colorado? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That never regained his eligibility. Yep. It was Arlen Bruce, though. It I mean, was, he was so impactful. Impact, yeah. yeah. Brett was a receiver. But position, sure. Bruce did everything. Right. And he also had that interception in the end zone. Against Dowling in the semifinals, he was playing defense too. I mean, Arlen, Arlen Bruce, that dude, he's just a football player. Yeah, I just, think he's just, gonna have a good year this year, Trent. They're gonna need it. Mm-hmm. I continue to wonder because I told you months ago that the rumblings about Keegan Johnson mm-hmm. heard at the end of the year, some kind of illness didn't go through spring, and I haven't heard that this is what it is. But my mind continues to go to. What we saw in basketball at UNI with Austin Fife. He had long COVID. Uh, Again, I have not heard that's what it is. All, all I heard it was it's an illness. But it was a long illness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what... But if it is, that's scary, isn't mm, it? For everybody. Right. Yeah. And that's that's becoming a real thing. Uh, wow, I never, I never put two and two together like that. I hope it doesn't equal four in his case. But he didn't go through spring. No, it's true. They need reps. Yeah. Yeah. You're instituting some new things offensively, and he wasn't out there. Hour two coming up. We will talk. Uh, we will start rather with baseball conversation. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Nick Olson on Iowa State at eleven thirty. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO.